Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. By the way, we should uh, make a note that uh, not personal friends, but uh, we, we did lose a, a broadcast uh, colleague, and that was Diamond of Diamond Silk. Yep. Anitha I, I Lynette Hardaway uh, mm-hmm. was her real name. She, she passed away at her home Monday evening. She was only 51 years old. 51. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it, it's sad. Uh, you know, so, you know, heart goes out to the family and, of course, Silk, too. But, uh, yep. hey, uh, you know, uh, life is precious. It's fragile. So, um, you they, know. They, they said it was a surprise, it, right Bill. They said it was a surprise. It was a very sudden and a surprise. Um, it does also say that Silk was with her. But mm. I think Silk was with her all the time, don't you? Oh, yeah. They were always you together. Know. You know? Yeah, you know, and uh, up until 2015, they were Democrats, and then they went to the Republican side, and they're good friends of Trump. I, you know, I heard the announcement from Trump. He was really saddened by it. So, hmm. Well, our prayers to uh, Lynette Hardaway uh, from mm. North Carolina. She, uh, she passed away at home, diamond of diamond and silk, and uh, there's not much she can say other than you know, go with the angels and God, God be with her, you know? And I mean, it's, it's a, it's a shame. 51. That just, that's like a, a, a baby, a child to me, you know? Um, but then there's no guarantees for any day, is there? No, there's not a guarantee. And you know what, you know, Trump said just uh, her, you know, her heart just gave out, you know, and, yeah, uh, you know, and he was very descriptive about what a beautiful soul she was, but you know, I sit there and I sometimes wonder if everything that's going on in the world today, you know, just doesn't weigh on people to where, you know, at some point in time, your body, your mind just goes, you know what, you've been through enough. I'm taking you out of this game. That's a good you know? point. That's a very good point. Uh, I find myself... I set the clock, for example, uh, we record in the morning. I set the clock, let's say it's 6 o'clock to get up, and I get up at 5.30. And I get up at mm-hmm. 5.30 thinking about what we're doing on the program, you know? Uh, well, so, yeah, or you, you, somebody calls you, and you're talking about one thing, and all of a sudden it goes into politics, whether it's something they said that trips you into it, something you said that trips them into it, or they just call saying, hey, I was thinking about this, and you're like going... All right, so how do we uh, how do we get from stir fry recipes to yes? <laughs> I, I I know, I know, and and I think it's because we're in such a dangerous time in our country, and what seems to be happening is a uh, hundred and eighty degrees of what we were of what we were taught our country should be. You know, we were the land of the free and the home of the brave. We were the country that stood for truth and justice and honesty and God. And all of those values are being challenged right now by the people who are in Washington, don't you think? Yeah, I I do. You know, we were talking yesterday afternoon, uh, again, about something else. And then we uh, we talked about the, uh, the SCOTUS decision. And then, you know, we were making the analogy. I was going, you know, and I made the point of saying that, uh, you know, you look at Russia and socialism and communism, and they can't hold a candle to how America has become so 
socialistic and communistic. And he said, yeah, it's kind of like, you know, the old American joke of, oh, yeah, hold my beer. Exactly. Let me show you how it's done. Exactly. You know. Yep. Um, no, there there are too many things that are happening, I think, behind the scenes that um, aren't supposed to be happening, that we we know are illegal, but they're happening anyway. Let me give you an example of something I I, I saw this morning. Do you remember during the, the um, demonstrations on January 6th in 2021? Mm. Do you remember that guy who wore the horns, the, the horn helmet, and he was bare-chested, and he was the in... Buffalo briefs, yeah. The, yeah, the shaman-looking guy. They call him a shaman. Do you know, and this is the God's honest truth, you can check yourself, there's a guy in the protest in Brazil dressed the exact same way. Amazing. They're saying now, how did that happen? They're did saying copy them? they're saying there are plants, Bill. There are plants. They just wow. like there were supposedly plants in our demonstration to cause trouble. There were plants in the Brazil demonstration to cause trouble. The same. So there's big money behind these people that are being planted. We've known that's been going on, and that's proof of it. You know, if there's big money, here's the secret, guys. If you want to put plants out there, each time you do. Give him a new damn costume. <laughs> That's true. You know, if you see the guy, it almost looks like the same costume. You think, well, maybe they sent it down to Brazil to, for this guy to wear, you know? Um, I wouldn't wear those buffalo briefs if some other fellow had worn them before. <laughs> I don't think you can wash any of that junk out. But how know? about that Sorry, How about just... that rack of horns that he had, huh? I mean, come on. Um, but... Uh, there's a lot of things, there are too many things that are happening in our world that seem pre-planned. For example, I didn't realize this, but it's true. The Biden administration sent down some people to Brazil to talk to uh, uh, Lula, the, whatever his name is, the guy who is the... Uh, Lollipop, Lulu Pop, he, he was the hell it is. put into office as the president, uh, you know, just recently, who was the criminal and it was in jail. Um he was they it's it's almost like we had something to do with the turmoil in Brazil. Well, if anybody knows about stealing an election, it would be Joe. By the way, uh apparently some classified documents from when he was vice oh, president. Oh, oh, it's funny. Have, it's have funny you should say that. Up well, first and it's of, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, pardon the expression. Yes. But you know, the Democrats are nothing but the pot calling the kettle black. Over and over and over again. It's funny you should say that. First, let's do a little backstory to let us all remember how Joe felt about classified documents being found in Mar-a-Lago. This was from 60 Minutes when he was asked about those classified documents. Listen. Have you been briefed, sir, on the top secret documents that were found at Mar-a-Lago? No. No one has come to you to warn you that important national security secrets were revealed by the storage of those documents at the former president's home. I have not personally spoken to anyone on that, in that regard. I'm sure my administration is aware of all of that, and so is the National Security Council, but I have not. Were you notified of the FBI's execution of a search warrant at Mar-a-Lago? No, not ahead of time. The FBI spread the documents out on a floor to make a record of what was found. When 
you saw the photograph of the top secret documents laid out on the floor at Mar-a-Lago. What did you think to yourself looking at that image? How that could possibly happen. How one, anyone could be that irresponsible. And I thought, what data was in there that may compromise sources and methods? By that I mean names of people who helped or et cetera. And it's just uh, totally irresponsible. And you don't know what was in those documents? I have not asked for the specifics of those documents because I don't want to get myself in the middle of whether or not the Justice Department should move or not move on certain actions they can take. I, I've agreed I would not tell them what to do and not, in fact, engage in telling them how to prosecute or not. Well, there you go. That was what he said to 60 Minutes mm-hmm. uh, uh, a few months ago. Well, yesterday there was a gaggle of reporters in uh, one of the uh, conference rooms where the president was meeting with uh, Mexican President uh, Manuel Lopez Obrador. And Mm -hmm. uh, they, of course, asked him uh, about his documents because they found a whole bunch of documents, classified, top-secret documents at the Penn Biden Center in D.C., the University of Pennsylvania Biden Center in D.C. And, uh, well, listen to what he said, all right? Mr. Okay, did you hear anything from Joe? Hmm? No, you didn't hear anything from Joe because... No. Suddenly, Joe had nothing to say. Uh, so now they'll probably say, well, look, they were only there were only 10 documents, but they were classified top secret. And um, well, wait a minute now, you know, let's uh, and I don't want to bring drag Trump into this, but, you know, there were, well, just a couple of documents, like a handful, three. Mm-hmm. No, 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 there's just 10. No, yeah, no, these, 11. The, the, oh, there's it, hundreds. The exact designation was sensitive compartmented information. That's top yeah. secret, okay? And now what Trump said yesterday is will they will they be, be performing raids at any of Biden's uh, houses anytime soon to go through his house? I'm just saying. I, that was what Trump said. So, uh, what do you think? HN. HN. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> you know, I mean, look, Biden, for whatever thing, for whatever reason, he's made of te- Teflon. Kind of like Hillary, you know? I mean, you look at all the deaths that surround her all the way back to Whitewater. Awful. And before? Yep. Crickets, baby. Crickets. And when they finally do catch her in something like the Still dossier, yep. they got her dead to rights. Eh, okay. She's going to be fined for that $1,000. And you know what they do to her? They just made her a professor at Columbia University. Seriously. This is like a couple of days ago. Hillary was made a professor at Columbia. Now, I'm sure she'll have her own schedule and show up when she feels like it. And uh, they'll probably pay her an exorbitant fee. And it'll be, they're just paying her to put their on, uh, put her name on the faculty list, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, we have uh, former First Lady and Senator Hillary Clinton on our staff, you know. Um, it's interesting. John Fetterman, we talked about this a, a little while ago. Oh, yeah. John Fetterman was in a movie, 
right? Yeah, why? The, the Pale Blue Eye. It is excellent, by the way. It's on Netflix, The Pale Blue Eye. And uh, he has the part of a man in the tavern. Man in tavern. Now, I watched the movie real closely to see what John Fetterman would be saying or what he'd be doing. You know, would he be in the background? Would he have a line? I didn't see him anywhere in the finished product. Now, I could have missed him. Honest, I could have missed him, but I didn't see him. But he is in the credits. So my question to you is this. Was this Netflix or Hollywood's way of funding Mr. Fetterman, passing some funds to Mr. Fetterman without having to, uh, you know, go, go through the typical political uh, routines, you know? Well, absolutely. What about the lady down in Georgia? Was Stacey Abrams? Yeah. Okay, she was in uh, the final episode of uh, Discovery last season as president of the universe. Of the universe. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, at least she had some some dialogue. She had dialogue. I saw that clip, you know, and and she really got into it because she looked like she was enjoying being the president of the universe. <laughs> Look, if yeah, if, yeah. <laughs> um, if, if you do something on camera, you know, you mm -hmm. either do it or you don't. You know, but it's fantasy role play is all it is, you know, uh, and, you, and you can do it. Um, I don't know how she did it learning her lines. She didn't have many, mm -hmm. but, uh, you know, there, there's tricks to do it. It is a fun thing to do. Well, I got it. It's fun to see the after thing because no matter how frumpy you are, you know, you're all, you know, yeah. I was a little heavier at the time. Yes. Uh, the hair was uh, out of place uh, well, or you didn't have enough hair or whatever. Yes. Never have enough hair. <laughs> but, you know, and then, you know, then you talk to him going, hey, when is this coming out? And they're going, we're recoloring it right now. And I'm going, yes. What? Yes. And what they're basically doing is taking the raw footage like you would Photoshop something. Yep. And they're enhancing you and the background. Oh, sure. And it's like, you were a little like, fat in that movie, so we're going to make you a little thinner. You'll love it. Yeah. You see it, you know? <laughs> yeah, people go, boy, you really thinned down for that movie. Yeah, wow. What's interesting, Bill, is if you look at the older movies that we used to think were amazing, like Star Wars in 1977, mm -hmm. and they use a lot of special effects in that, you know? They look primitive to what they can do now, even on TV shows. Yeah. This movie that I saw last night, we talked about, uh, it's called Devotion. It's sort of like um, uh, Top Gun 1950. It's about two uh, Navy pilots in the Korean War, and it is excellent. It is fabulous. But the difference is, Bill, in Top Gun Maverick, they used real airplanes, a lot of them, as many yeah. as they could because they're still being flown. But they couldn't find Corsairs and stuff like that for... So not CG. It's also, but you can't tell the difference. You cannot tell the difference anymore. Well, you know, it's interesting. You know, let's take reality and, and bring it into modern times. Yeah. Because people, uh, you know, we're, we're, I, call them, I call everybody a surface dweller. Nobody dives into the news. But we are, we, you can tug on our heartstrings and pull us along. You know, and do a touchy-feely type story, but not really give you the real meat and bones, because if you knew that, you probably wouldn't do anything. You wouldn't stick around to see it. Mm -hmm. So given that, you know, given CG technology, and given uh, the thing I told you about before the show, that uh, Microsoft, they unveiled a new AI. Oh, this is amazing. That can mimic your voice to AT with three seconds, yes, three seconds of audio. Wow. And it will sound like you 
have every characteristic of you, and you could not deny it. Could you imagine? Well, do you remember what we talked about a couple of months ago, Bill? You said that someone approached you about whether you'd want yeah. to you'd want to make what five thousand dollars to read twenty eight pages. It was it was I a long document. Pages. Yeah. you're not going to get me for that. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, you know, even even and it's. But and they would they would then own your voice. They would have they, they, would have. they have they have your the the rights to your voice in perpetuity. So you could be sitting there at home going, Well, I blew through that five grand and watch yourself doing a Folgers commercial <laughs> where you would have gotten residuals and made uh, you know uh, the best part of waking up. <laughs> yeah. I, that, you know, so I'm like going, I own my voice, you know, and if it yeah. never does anything ever again, I still own it. But with this said, how do how do you know that something you've done that's out there or something you've recorded uh, that's on Facebook or TikTok or whatever, they go, good yeah. voice. It's public domain. Take that voice. They use it. They take your image and use it. And then you get into politics. They could sit there and make a story with CG technology. Oh, sure. AI voice and, you know, do the heartstring story and, you know, rip me a new one if I well, sat there and... Bill, I thought that the 25-page read and getting your voice was amazing stuff, but what you're saying now is they've compressed that to, what, three, three, three words? Three seconds. Th three well, seconds. What, what? Three seconds of dialogue from there 25 right pages. There. That was three. You're sitting there going, what? Three seconds of dialogue? That's, That's it. That's all they needed. So, you know, it, there are some great things. I mean, all of a sudden, you'll be able to hear... The, the voice of Orson Welles doing commercials again. You'll hear uh, Don LaFontaine, who did all those great commercials uh, for uh, the movies, you know, in a world of, that you wouldn't know his in name, but you would have heard his voice. You'll, you'll hear him again. But you'll also, you'll be fooled in other ways, too. Pol like you said, politically, you may have, mm -hmm. I heard, uh, I heard uh, Donald Trump say this and this and this. And I have the tape to prove it, and it really won't be him. Yeah, you know, somebody that's dead could come back and endorse a candidate, and because the average <laughs> hey, they can person, vote for him, Bill, they can vote for him now. Why can't he endorse him? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I mean, it's it's really crazy what's going on there. People, people are easy to drag along and manipulate, and you know, it's just like the uh, the Scotus thing yesterday. Uh, where the, you know the Brunson brother case, mm -hmm. where if, if you don't understand what happened, uh, the Supreme Court, who encouraged it to get up there, we've been waiting for this case, right? Denied it. Well, by denying it means they decided not to hear it. And but you and, wanted the case, you wanted to make sure it was presented right, and then it got there. And, and what and, what amazes me is Amy Coney Barrett, uh, Brett Kavanaugh, and mm -hmm. Gorsuch. All appointed by Trump, apparently, uh, were part of the denial process. Yeah, you know, I got to wonder, though, um, and I think I mentioned it before, you know, when you're on the Supreme Court mm -hmm. and you're you're faced with a decision that is going to have a big monumental impact, would take out half of Congress and the Senate and remove a sitting president, whether he got there legitimately or illegitimately, and the vice president and all, you know, everything around him, which means we would have a military government temporarily until we we sorted through and figured it out. You know, 
what if what impact would that have on the United States? Would we be hurled into a civil war? Would we would we go through it? You know, or would the the American people understand? Because you've got a media out there that is the the right arm to this beast that is running the country. You know, what would happen? I and, lost my faith in the Supreme Court in 2020, 2021. But look, they when, were, you know, people when, were when, taking when hits out on those. When 28 states uh, said, we want you to review the election process in our states and other states, especially the four states that were uh, critical, Georgia, Pennsylvania, Arizona, and Michigan, and they didn't didn't look at that. It's you know, it was so obvious to the common observer that they should have looked at those cases right. and they didn't do they it. Didn't. And when they didn't do that, I said, Well, they haven't got courage. They have nice jobs, they wear those fancy robes. There are nine people up there who you expect will uphold the rule of justice, right? And they're not doing their job. Don't be surprised because we put them up on a pedestal and made them out to be godlike when in reality they are only nine people who are influenced by the world they live in. If they look around, Bill, and they see the turmoil from January 6th, if they see a, an assassin try to take one of their, one of their, their kind right. out... You know, maybe they're thinking fear for your life. I don't need this nonsense anymore. I, I can if I accept this case, I may lose my house and family. If I just say denied one word and they, they don't even have to put a reason. They just have to put the word denied. If they just mm -hmm. put denied down, they can go about their lives. And that's great. Well, and, you know, think about it, though. Now, let's back that bus up. Maybe they knew they were going to deny it all along. Maybe the whole purpose of them saying, yeah, we've been expecting this case is to let it filter up to them and that somehow it would get into the news cycle and people would at least become aware of what the case is. There is a Brunson Brother website. You should go look at it and everything. Mm -hmm. But maybe the whole idea was just to shine a light on it. But, you know, but did it shine media, that light, Bill? Did it shine that light? No, because the media, you know, they blocked it. You know, the media didn't cover anything on it. The the the, shine, the the light that was shine on it were little pocket pen lights from the right saying, look, look over here. Look what's look what's coming up the street. Well, you're not going to see anything with with that. They, they've got the power of the Internet, the the satellites, everything that delivers everything to your house, to your cable, to your phone right there in front of you. You know, they control all of that. And so they can manipulate your thoughts, your mind, and they can tug in your heartstrings. Last night, Tucker, on his show, on his open, I haven't got it, but he said everything that you just said. He said, we are being manipulated by the media. And, and I thought to myself, whoa, this is really courageous for him to be saying this on Fox I mean, he is one of the only people left who's saying the truth on Fox. Everybody else is, is singing the co corporate song, you know, and he's being an outlier. He's being the guy who is breaking away from the, the herd, the pact, and, and he's saying what he really believes. And he said, you're, you're being lied to. 
there's a lot of important news that's happening every single day that we should know about because it has a direct effect on our lives, and we're not being told about it. Well, Nothing. here's the wake-up thing. You know, when I, we, we were looking for the, the results, and we knew that the Brunson case, in our heart of hearts, nothing was going to happen right. with it. And when, you know, I saw what well, was Roland came out and said, hey, we were denied friends, but this is not, we, they anticipated this, mm-hmm. and they're going forward, and great, good for them. Uh, but, you know, people are allowed to comment. Now, some stories they don't want you to comment on, they shut it off. But this one, you were allowed to comment on. Now, I don't know if it was bots or real people, most likely bots, but there was a guy that was Grant. He went by the name of Grant, you know, and he was talking about making sense about how everything went. But then he went off the track to the way left going, well, you you know, look, since the beginning of this country, uh, powerful people take over and manipulate. The United States and democracy came a long way. But we are the only holdout against socialism and communism. And, you know, people in those other countries, Sweden and everywhere, well, they're doing fine. Nothing's happened to them. So, in other words, give in. You know what's amazing, Bill? You talk about bots. Uh, I was listening to a program uh, this morning, and the guy was talking about uh, how they're everywhere and how sophisticated they are, too. They, they Many times mm. they look like a real a real person commenting on a story, and then all it is is a computer saying negative stuff about that story. It's not yeah. a real person, and you can't tell the difference anymore. You know, Grant, who is Grant? If you find out, there may be no Grant. It may be Grant may be living in the uh, memory bank of some server somewhere that has a software package that is designed to sound a certain way and use certain words and to look for other comments and other stories and comment the same way. Well, Grant, Grant is like, uh, well, look, when I, when I got in, Bill Knight is not my real name. I'm not going to give it out for you. But when I got into the business, I didn't like my name. Wait a so second, said, what? Yeah, it's not my real name. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I used Knight because of uh, the Mary Tyler Moore show. Ted Knight. Hey, Lou. You know, so I, I kind of <laughs> took that name. It's, it was a familiar name. Mm-hmm. And then the other familiar name is Bill. Everybody knows Bill. That's where Bill Knight really came from. It was just in, you know, in, in the recesses of my mind. But Grant could be, you think of Ulysses S. Grant. You know, it's a familiar name to you that these bots will grab from out there. Or they will use Bozo. You know, anything hey, listen. that will... Listen. That will ring to your head, and then they, they make comments, negative or positive. Superman isn't really his name either, you know. It's Clark Kent, right? Yeah. So yeah. I'm just saying if you— if, if Bad you, man Bruce Wayne, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> exactly. You know, I got to tell you that my name is my name. I, I, always, no, I know that. I always thought to myself in, in the broadcasting business, I'm not going to do— I'm not going to steal somebody's name that I don't know, and then and then do a lousy job on the radio and besmirch his reputation. So, so I figured if I'm going to screw it up on the radio, I'm going to take screw the blame. It up for yourself. Yeah, exactly. I I just uh, I I wanted the anonymity, you know, yes. that, that I could go on and be Bill Knight, and then when I went out, you know, I was this, you know, the real me. And then later on in life, I was going, well, number one, the, my real name is kind of a cool name, mm-hmm. but I didn't think about that then. 
should have used it. I could have gone a lot farther with the name that I really have. But then again, too, you know, uh, uh, I, I shortchanged myself and things. People, you know, you kind of sound like this guy on the radio. You know, you really should be. You know, yeah. you, you got to think about doing that. Well, I'll tell you a secret. I am him. Uh-huh. Sure you are. <laughs> well, I, I know of you. I know both your names, and I feel mm-hmm. honored to know both of them. He's a man of two personalities, you know. And uh, I have a I have a split identity. That's split exactly personality. Right. Yeah. Yes, he, he he gets into a phone booth and he he changes his clothes and he's somebody else all of a sudden. Um, yeah. Anyway, you heard about what's happening in Brazil, right? Did, yes. did you hear what happened yesterday to uh, the president of Brazil, the former president, Jair Bolsonaro? He's living with a friend, an MMA uh, artist. He and his family are staying in Miami, I guess. And he was taken to the hospital, coincidentally, experiencing severe abdominal pains. Now, a little backstory: in, I think, 2018, he was, there was an assassination attempt on him, and he was stabbed. He was stabbed in the abdomen. And what they're saying, I think, is that uh, where he got stabbed, it, it, it kind of sealed the intestine, uh, the colon, or, you know, the intestines closed. So I wouldn't be surprised if he has to undergo uh, surgery. That being said, that was the story they released. But, you know, you don't know what's going on. You don't know what's going on for real. Uh, it, mm-hmm. it seems awfully coincidental that this guy could be in Miami uh, and all of a sudden when all of this is happening in his home country in Brazil, he has this crisis, this health crisis. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying... Uh, if it walks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, it could be a duck. I'm just saying, you know. Um, it very well might be. And, and, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if something bad came of all this for him. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, they're saying that the same thing may happen to President Trump. You know, did you yeah. see what the Iranians posted uh, on online yesterday? No, I didn't see that. Tell me. Uh, they have a video, it's like 60 seconds long, and it is essentially a full-throated death threat on how they anticipate taking out uh, President Trump. And essentially what they say is he won't know the time or the place or the method that will be left to our discretion and we're going to do this. This is what they said. The Now, here's, this is the screenwriter, conspiracy theorist in me, all right? Right. The other part of me says, was it really the Iranians or were there other people who posted that in the name of the Iranians and um, they're just trying to lay some groundwork right now? Could it it have been an office? They did a video like that where they had the little robot things that would go up and take him out. They also did one when he was in Mar-a-Lago about uh, mm-hmm. a year ago when they had a, some kind of a drone. Yeah. This is in the video, take him out in Mar-a-Lago. So there are a lot of things. You know, he removed some of his shrubbery, supposedly, at Mar-a-Lago, so he, they have a, a clearer line of sight. I'm talking about his security people, so they can see beyond... You know, they were, I guess, there were a group of trees that were obscuring a view. And I guess it was mm-hmm. easier to look from the trees towards 
Mar-a-Lago than it was to see who was in the trees and beyond, so they took the trees out. This is what I had heard. Um, yeah. You know, you wonder, though, the, the people that are doing this, maybe it's not the Iranians. Maybe you're right. You know, the Democrats, okay, if something happened to Trump, or, all right, would the media cry for him? No. Would the Democrats cry for him? No. No. Not at all. So if they all they have to do to keep eyes off of them is to fabricate an enemy. And would we blink an eye, this the, the this administration, blink an eye if no. uh, we went over and bombed the hell out of uh, Iran or Iraq? Nah, they wouldn't. They wouldn't care. So, yeah, you know, they're the guys that we're going to blame, set them up for this. And it, it could be our very own country taking a hit on him. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. But that that would be what I would think right away. And I'm not a conspiracist, but that would be what I would think. Uh, it's not a healthy time to be a Trump at all. Mm. Well, I I think that uh, if I were him, I'm sure he's already done this. He stepped up his security big time so that he is protected as well as anybody in his situation can be protected. But for as uh, long as he lives, he's always going to be he's going to have to look over his shoulder uh, because somebody out there. And I don't think it's really the Iran's or the Iraq's of the world. I think it's a bigger player that is. I do, cloaked. too. It's the man behind the curtain. Yep. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. Yes, his name is Soros or, you know, uh, Schwab. Schwab but yep. yeah, but pay no attention to uh, who he is or what he has to do. It's it's a crazy time. You know, our government is uh, right now, uh, the Air Force, uh, they're showing off their military might. Mm -hmm. Like the uh, the C-17s they did down in South Carolina. They, they lined them up on the runway, and they all took off to show how quickly and how many of these big super cargo planes that we have that we could deploy troops anywhere or hardware anywhere on a moment's notice, and we're showing off our military might and strength, which, by the way, uh, Biden had nothing to do with. That. It all gets back to Trump and the rebuild of it. But, you know, why are we doing all this flexing of our muscle and our power? You know, we don't mind? learn, it's... Bill. We don't learn. I'll tell you why. Pearl Harbor, mm -hmm. we had all of our planes massed together. All of our planes were bunched up together at Higgum Field. Yeah. And and the Jap it made it easier for the Japanese to take them all out. So you're saying that they had all of these big airplanes in one airfield down in I don't know where you, where did you say it was South Carolina yeah, or something? South Carolina, yeah. there's a big base down yeah. there. And they're all bunched up together and they're all taken off together to show their might. Where I think that's stupid. What first of all, why would you even talk about where all these airplanes were bunched up together, you know, that could be taken out in one big, you know, Moab, mother of all bombs, boom, gone. Now what? You know, we should well, spread our know, stuff maybe, out. You know, that gets back to what's the real agenda here and who's really pulling the strings? The only thing that stops, like Grant's little thing there, you know, we are the shining hope, the shining light of uh, democracy and freedom. And uh, people, you know, having the ability to be who they want to be, you know, and, and go where they want to go. Right. 
we are the holdout in the entire world uh, between freedom and socialism or freedom and communism or both, you know. So we've got a target on our back. And the man in the White House is making that target as big as he can. He's mm-hmm. got our borders open. He wants to, you know, the Democrats that are still in office, they want to defund the military and take the money and put it to social programs or something, which I have a heart too. I, I, I want to help people out, but not at the expense of every freaking buddy else do you know what they, in this country. Do you know what's going on south of our border? I'm talking about like five miles south of our border. What? Essentially a Mexican civil war. Mm-hmm. Now, people aren't talking about it in the U.S., but the cartels are fighting the Mexican military, and it is like one well-armed army fighting another well-armed army. It's not like a bunch of ragtags uh, driving around with their uh, you know, 22 rifles. They, they, both sides have great equipment. I mean, when you have all the money in the world like most of the cartels do, they can afford to buy from the best arms dealers in the world, and they got it. Well, they, I was they just going to say it. that. You know, we see on the news, yeah, they're racing around with a machine gun like the Rat Patrol yeah. on the back of a Jeep or in the back of a pickup truck. No, 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 no. They, they probably, look, you can buy surplus war jets, or you can buy brand new ones. And with the money that they have yep. from drugs, uh, you look at, uh, you know, I, I mentioned Sweden. You know, prostitute capital of the world where they go and they take women, they capture them, and they traffic them. That is the world that we live in, friends. And the United States is on the fast track to get right there. Well, let me ask you a question. $89 billion worth of equipment just left behind in Afghanistan. And we know as a fact that the Taliban only needs a fraction of the stuff. They're selling it. Exactly. So we're going to be fighting... These cartels that are using our equipment, our tanks, oh, yeah. guns, uh, you name it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Somebody will say, well, they don't have the keys to them, you know. You, you don't, don't need the freaking keys. Know, you don't. It's tell, a, tell that to a guy by the way, they do. car. They do have the keys. They left, they left the tanks and the keys and the equipment behind. Oh, they left one other thing behind, too, a munitions dump. Uh, it's unbelievable. So, by the way, do you think that these cartels, because, you know, they're so law-abiding, do you think that they're going to follow the rules, uh, we're not going to go beyond the border with our fight? Or do you think in a relatively short period of time, when the cartels are fighting and moving the fight north, mm. they're going to, all of a sudden, they'll be, they'll be fighting in El Paso. They'll be fighting in, well, in all these different border towns. You're fledging out of thought. I was just thinking, you know, with with all that hardware that was abandoned, let's say the cartel gets a hold of it. What's to stop them from taking what what were they, the Apache uh, yeah. attack helicopters? Yeah. So let's say that they get um, 20 of those. Let's say they get some tanks and bazookas and everything else. You know, they, well, they get uh, $60 billion of the $83 billion worth of hardware, and they come up and they say, we don't see no stinking wall. Yeah, there's a yeah. wall there. Boom. Yeah. There's no more stinking wall, and the helicopters are going to come. And they, if if they rushed in with our own hardware, taking our people out and tearing down that border, 
You know how you know that would be like a a hurricane coming in and and hitting the ground, a, a category five or higher. We're assuming you know, such a thing. We're assuming that the the cartel army is organized and on one side only. And I think that because we have no border, we're going to find out that a lot of the cartel army is already here. They're already in mm. country. All they have to do is be activated. And by the way, they'll have no problem getting their weapons on this side of the border. So, I mean, if they get the word, all right, now we need a, an attack from the north-south, you know, on the Americans, it, it could very easily happen because because of Biden's border policy. Mm-hmm. You know, how many well, times he have you, knows how many exactly times have you, what's going on. How many times have you heard that the most of the people coming across the border are military-age single men. I've heard that constantly since Biden's been in office. Military-age single men. Yeah. Uh, look, we, we're being invaded, and there's an invasion force here. Uh, but it all depends on how you want to look at it and what you want to believe. Joe Biden coming to the border, he saw a cleaned-up streets uh, of El Paso go a little bit further south, and uh, he would have seen what really is down there and what's going on. But, you know, he knows what's going on. He knows what's really down there. This was a photo op so they could turn around and say, I've been to the border. There's nothing going on. He was people selling lollipops that want to take care of their family. Where'd they get the lollipops When a dictator goes to an area, a dictator goes to an area, right, and Mm -hmm. it's a tough area, they always clean it up before the dictator gets there so the dictator isn't insulted by seeing what's really there, and they did the same thing with Biden. El Paso had thousands of illegals sleeping on the streets, the sidewalks in yeah. El Paso, and they showed pictures the same street like a day or two later, and they were clean and empty because buses and trucks came along, scooped up all those people, and took them all away. You know, So he didn't see the real El Paso as it really is. He saw what they wanted him to see. Oh, it's not that bad. How about El Paso? It looked kind of nice, you know? Uh, and by the way, um, we are we're being sold a, a, a real uh, song and dance with uh, our leader. He walked up to, and this is in El Paso, mm-hmm. to a Salvation Army uh, person who was there making a presentation. And, the per- you know, it, one of these things where we... They're talking about all the good things they're doing for the uh, the migrants right. who are coming across the border. Bi- Biden walked up to him and he said, out of nowhere, you know, I was in Ukraine and worked with a lot of Secret Service agents there, too. And the and the guy, he looked at him like, that's uh, very uh, good, Mr. President. Yes. Had no idea what the heck Biden was talking about. Literally, it was a thought that came out of nowhere and meant nothing to the Salvation Army guy. And this is a normal guy that's running our country. We have a a cognitive, intelligent, thoughtful man running our country right now. I don't think so. Well, apparently he's going to run in 2024. Yes. If you like him now, you'll love him in 2024. And uh, apparently AOC is going to do a guerrilla campaign to maybe undermine him, undermine him because she thinks she's going to get in. But, you know, with the socialist movement that's out there and they've got 
the youth of America and a younger generation believing that, hey, socialism is great. Look at all the free stuff we're going to get. I won't have student debt anymore. We're going to get all this and this and this and this. Socialism, by the way, friends, is really absolutely great until they run out of the money that they've been spending. They came from, well, they don't care where it came from. And then once that happens, everything, the house of cards collapse, and they will move on to the next sucker. She also said she doesn't want Bolsonaro to stay in the country. Once She wants him extradited back to uh, to Brazil. And I'm thinking to myself, um, uh, where did she get off? She has no problem with hundreds of thousands of strangers coming across the border in Texas and Arizona. That's not a problem for AOC. But a Democratic leader who's here legally, she thinks he, sh- he should be uh, sent back uh, to Brazil. Well, she's showing her true colors. I mean, she, what she went out and campaigned for, and she was going to help this and that and this and that, and, and she did it under the socialist umbrella. She has not done one damn thing of what she promised, but what she is doing now is, is she's gotten rich. You know, in the in in her yeah. second term, she's become a very very rich young lady off that what one hundred and forty thousand dollar a year salary. Yep, amazing how that works. And now she's just doing a big power grab because that is how the political system works in the United States. It has become a corrupt system, and we've got nothing but gypsies, tramps, and thieves running our nation. Speaking of. Uh legislators and politicians last week when there was the debate over the speaker all you heard from the media is oh the republicans can't get their act together they're divided they'll never be able to govern together any any chance of them being unified is a thing of the past we heard this all last week when it came Mm -hmm. to uh the republicans well last night just before midnight the house of representatives um, voted 221 to 210 to repeal funding for 87,000 IRS agents, which, by the way, was um, a promise. And I'll, I'll let you hear exactly how it went with uh, Speaker McCarthy. The yeas are 221 and the nays are 210. The bill is passed without objection. A motion to con- reconsider is laid on the table. Promise is made. Promises made, he said, with a smile. Mm-hmm. He, what they're proving, they're proving that they can work together. They yeah. can come together. You know, they said, oh, Mac, Matt Gates will never be able to work with uh, Mike Rogers. I mean, they were, they were ready to uh, go at each other. But Matt Gates said, I have no problem. I forgive him for any tension that he had. Uh, the left and the media, they're, they're attacking the Republican Congress. Now, they also did pass, uh, uh, they, they ousted, uh, oh, what is it, the, uh, the House Ethics Committee. They did away mm-hmm. with that, mm-hmm. you know, which is where they would self-investigate and all that. And, of course, the left is going, ha, George Santos has got to love that. Well, you know what? Uh, when it was a Democrat-controlled Congress, you had the Ethics Committee, and apparently they're uh, not apparently. And it's actually absolutely proven that you had a whole gaggle of dirty Democrats in the Congress. Sure. You didn't investigate yourself. The only one who you had bad ethics. Republicans. Bill, the only one with bad ethics were Republicans as far as they were concerned. 
you, well, know? you know, now to the Democrats and to the media, and you you mark my word, you you watch this week, you know, everything, including this Congress, is an insurrection. It's an insurrection. Oh, they're taking. Yes. They're trying to take it over. All of a sudden, they won't be able to fund eighty-seven thousand. IRS agents who, by the way, weren't just your stereotypical IRS agent who walks in with a briefcase and a calculator. No, no. These IRS agents were scheduled to wear sidearms. Now, why would they need sidearms? By the way, they also said it is a proven fact that uh, they, they were going to target low- and middle-income people. I have the story yeah. here somewhere. Uh on Wednesday, Syracuse University's Transactional Records Access Clearinghouse released data provided to it by the Internal Revenue Service on audits performed by the agency in fiscal year 2022. Despite the infusion of new funding earmarked for the IRS via last year's Inflation Reduction Act, oh, that was a great name for that, huh? the agency continued historic trends of hassling primarily low-income taxpayers with relatively few millionaires and billionaires getting caught up in the audit suite. They were going after the little guy. And that's why they had the guns on their side. Yeah, because you know what? If you're going to collect money, and I'm not saying there's a lot of money, not a lot of money with the wealth, but if you want to disarm a country, if you want to bring it down to its knees... You take the money from the little guy, he can't protect himself, and there's a lot of money there. And they're not just talking about how much money did you make, how much money do you have. They could walk in and say, well, that's a nice family heirloom. Well, it must be worth tens of thousands of dollars. Have you paid taxes on it? Have you declared the value? Yeah. Well, we're going to put the value on it, and you're going to pay it to us. Well, they, they're they encouraging strongly encouraging the fed is uh cryptocurrency yeah well that's coming they Uh, want all of your money not to be in coin of the realm or dollar bills you know something physical that you can touch with your sweaty palms no they want it to be off in a cloud somewhere so that if you give them a hard time if you're difficult to them well they can punish you and they can punish you with a keystroke that's you know how want. much has changed? We, we've been told, we've been taught to change things and, and re-educated. When I was, I remember when I, you know, ventured out as a young man, well, you got to have a checking account. I got a checking account. I had a job. You know what I didn't know how to do? No. Write a damn check. And then oh, I, I had to learn how to write a check, which you go, oh, that's such a simple thing to do, Bill. You didn't know how to do that? Well, I couldn't balance a checkbook either, but it didn't take me long to sit down and learn how to do it, because if I wanted to have money, I needed to control my spending. You know, the average youngster, even person in their 30s anymore, they don't know how to write a check. They, well, if they don't know how to do that, they don't know how to balance a checkbook because they don't use them anymore. Ah, here's my card. They just spend until it's gone. And that's what they want you to do, because if you don't know how much money you have, you're just used to using that card or a little PayPal or an app. That's what they want. They have control of your money. And if they decide that, well, we just put a new tax that's retroactive in place, you might have just gotten paid. They'll zap the money right out of your account. 
you don't fall in line with your voting, they can go that far too. They'll zap the money right out of your account. Their argument is, well, you know, most everything you do right now, most every transaction is digital anyway. You hardly ever use cash anymore. So why wouldn't it be logical for us to say, look, let's move away from physical money to cryptocurrency, to digital cash, so that you never have to deal with the actual dollar bills? Well, what was that guy that just uh, he got busted over the FT, uh, FTX thing? Uh, Sam uh, Bankman-Fried. Okay. Cryptocurrency. Uh, how much money did he, l- he lose track of in 30, 30 billion, I think it was, something like that. $30 billion. You know, one of the number one ways to make money in cryptocurrency, and, and you can look it up, is to steal it. Because, see, you get a digital wallet, which is basically a cloud. Yeah. You know, what they used to call those things that you would put your change in, you know, a little a pocket fob or what. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah it's like a little, you know, little, little plastic. Yeah, purse. Coin purse. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah, coin purse. Well, that's all you're doing. You're a digital wallet. It's online. And you can put money over into it, your cryptocurrency. You know, but a lot of times people don't put it over right away. And even if they do, it's not hard to hack into your account. There's hackers all the time. All the time. You get these emails saying, you know, uh, your account has been identified with uh, some fraudulent activity. Please, if uh, now if this is not you, don't worry about it. But if you don't sit there and acknowledge one way or the other, your account's going to be eliminated by midnight. You know they're trying to scare you into giving up information. Then they can get in, get your digital details. But if you don't sit there and put your money in your digital wallet, somebody can steal that. It's theirs. In other words, it is not a perfect system. No, and anybody can steal it. And even the government has been hacked in this kind of thing too. So why are we doing it? How many times have you had somebody, like Bill just said, send you a, a, a security firm saying, you know, our, our system has been hacked, been breached, and your information may have been may have been stolen. Please change your password or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it happens all the time. So if all of your money is in that cloud that Bill's talking about, that digital cloud, which essentially is a, a digital file, if you look at your computer, you have a little file on the on the desktop. All you're doing is you're moving that file to another computer somewhere that you don't know where it is, right? And you're accessing that file and that other computer to 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 move your money around. And that means that somebody else can hack into that computer. Computers to this day are hackable, and I wouldn't want my money sitting uh, in some cloud somewhere. I mean, if be- I had money sitting in a cloud, I would take it and buy something maybe silver maybe gold real estate real estate something like real estate but something tangible that i have paperwork for or that i have you know the real hard thing in my hands that i can put in my safe you know but you know there was another there's another big thing out there right now and i don't have all the details on it but apparently you know people do the digital art that you own this and that uh well trump did that you know Mm -hmm. the digital art. yeah right but now the big thing is in real estate investing. You can buy digital real estate. It's virtual real estate. So it's real estate that's owned and held by somebody else, but you can have the virtual existence of it, and you get a deed to it that you own virtual real estate. So the person and who owns the real property doesn't own the virtual property You know, of the same lot of land. I mean, if, if I have a house physical house 
you mm-hmm. can own the digital rights to my house. Im- so. Images and things like that. And it's a real real estate transaction, and they're looking. People can sit there and man, there's a scheme know, for everything. Deal and buying it, earn commissions that way. They can earn hard real money from your stupidity. Wow! Because you know, what's going to happen after they go? Well, the entire virtual planet is owned now. Do you have the audible rights? Oh, well, we have that too. Hey, yeah. uh, other Where, news. Going to end? Other news that we did not talk about last week at all. Really. And you didn't yeah. see it mentioned very much at all was the yeah. passing of Pope Benedict. Usually yeah. it's wall to wall coverage. Wall to wall coverage, usually. When a Pope dies, just, every yeah. There was a, it was crickets last week. Nothing. Yeah. We talked about that yesterday after we you know, after we got off the air. It's like, whatever happened to Benedict? What 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 happened to the funeral? It just he was, he was, he was uh, Colleen Jean-Pierre last week. Listen. As the president said in his statement, as I'm sure you saw, he joins Catholics and so many others around the world in mourning the passing of Pope uh, Emeritus uh, Benedict XVI. He will always uh, remember uh, the Pope's generosity and, me- and meaningful conversation they had when he visited the Vatican in 2011. So to answer your question, uh, the U.S. Ambassador to the Holy See, Joe Donnelly, will uh, represent the United States at the funeral of the Pope, in line with the wishes of the late Pope and the Vatican. This is what uh, this is what their requests were. This is what their wishes were, uh, and so uh, that's what you'll see from the U.S. Okay, so first of all, when you're being paid two hundred thousand a year to be the press secretary, uh, you don't say emeritus; it's emeritus. Okay, Pope yeah. emeritus, not emeritus. You should probably know the word before you say it when you're in the position of press secretary. But secondly, what she's not telling you there is mm-hmm. that Pope Benedict, the the person who died, it was his request that Biden not be at the funeral. They're not saying that Biden is, you know, he, they make it sound like Biden had a choice and and Biden but then... Biden was told you stay home, we don't want you there because because traditionally Pope Benedict was more of a traditionalist uh, uh, Catholic. He believed in a lot of things like uh, abortion rights. You know, I mean, uh, that abortion was uh, a sanct. Abortion was wrong. That's what he believed. Abortion yeah. was was not right, and he believed in the church's stance on abortion. And he knew what Biden was standing for, just the opposite, and and went against what uh, Pope Benedict believed. So all these good Catholics out there say they're a good Catholic. And they don't understand the right. Well, you just proved how good of a Catholic you are because just like, uh, well, I'm not going to use that phrase, but just like anything else, your thoughts were led away from this guy right away. You didn't really care. And this just blew away with the wind. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we moved on to something more pressing and more important sure. than uh, the former pope. Yeah, you know, it, this administration, it it functions uh, by using distraction constantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, they manipulate the news because they control the news media. They manipulate the news so that when things are looking bad for Biden, as it so often does, uh, they change the story quickly. They make other things the most important thing to talk about, and we miss things like uh, the death of a pope. And uh, the war in the Ukraine, heck, we could have done a show today just on what's happening in the Ukraine right now. 
And we didn't hardly mention a word about that. We'll have to do that maybe tomorrow. A lot of things going on in the Ukraine. They, they, they have a, a civil war going on, like within miles of our border, and you don't see it anywhere. No talk about it. It's quiet. No. It's, it's crickets. And it could hit our, our southern towns at any time. They have. Yeah. They don't abide by the rules that we abide by. Anyway, my friend, uh, we've done it again. We've done yeah. it again. Another show. Have you got anything to add as we close this one out? Quickly, the ocean, uh, what is it? The ozone layer. Apparently it's on the mend. Ten years from now, it ought to be kind of back to wait, normal. Wait, 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 wait. The ozone Science layer is, just, is on the mend? Yeah, in ten years, it that, ought to no, be no, you kind can't, of correct. You can't again. say that. No, no. You I cannot. Know, I, I don't know, know how you said that and got away with it. Oh, I know why, because we tell the truth here. That's probably why, yes. Yeah, apparently, and they say that by 2035, everything ought to be back to normal. Uh, as far as the uh, the polar caps, the yes. uh, you know, and everything there, 2044. Uh, but, you know, I mean, we've been doing so much in the past year and a half. We've, we've stacked up debt and everything, and Joe's been working hard. Yes, on on yes. all of that, too. Yeah, yes, yeah. The ozone in his head, it's an aerosol can. Ozone uh, is on the men. Can you believe that, folks? Come on. What, yeah, what does that and, do to uh, Jones, uh, Joe's Green New Deal? Yeah, the weather out uh, west has prompted Biden to declare a state of emergency in California. Well, I hope he can find it on a map, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Hey, buddy. hey we, we got to mention our phone number if you want to get a hold of us. You want to yes. talk about advertising, whatever it is. 833-538-7868. We have email, too. Yep, at uh, mail at itsanotherday.com. Mail at itsanotherday.com. And that's for, uh, or it can be, it's a mail at crnamerica.com, too. Do we have Yeah, uh, so, yeah, we, yeah. It's just, we're the mail boys. <laughs> yes. Hey, listen, if you want to advertise on our program, contact us by using our phone and or the email. We'll get right back to you. We'll have a conversation. And who knows? You may be a charter uh, advertiser in the not-too-distant future. My friend, have a great day. Hey, you do the same. By the way, yes. bio con Dios, I'm out of here. Okay, bio con Dios, <laughs> caballeros. Oh. You like that, huh? <laughs> I, watched, I used to watch the Cisco Kid. Yeah. Hey, let's go to the border and raise some hell. The Voice of Freedom, CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com. It has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million?